0: Welcome back to the Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about recommendations and resources. Marcy was a client of mine over a year ago. She's bright and funny and highly motivated. Coaching her was a real pleasure. Recently, I got an email from her. She wrote, Thanks again for the two books you gave me during our coaching. I've read Nathaniel Brandon's self-esteem book twice now, liked it even more the second time. I'm about to sit on a couple international flights. What are you recommending these days? What do you think I should read? In response to her email, I created a list of recommended reading. I divided the list into three categories. One, self-presentation and self-confidence. Two, self-awareness And relationships three presentations and impact what I'd like to share with you in this podcast is a few titles from each category along with my editorial comments also for you podcast listeners I'm gonna add in some web-based recommendations ready here we go category one self-presentation and self-confidence I have to begin this category by telling you about Nathaniel Brandon Now in his 80s, Brandon's life work was the study of self-esteem and how to help people cultivate it in themselves. I regularly give out three of his books, but the one I'll tell you about here is called Self-Esteem at Work. In the book, he champions the idea that the success of any company is directly tied to the level of self-esteem of its leaders. He imagines a scale for self-esteem where seven would be the healthiest. If the CEO of a company has self-esteem that's at three... Who is he going to choose to be his co-executives? People with esteem levels of 5, 6, and 7? No. He's going to pick people with esteem levels of 2, 3, and 4. You can imagine the implications for the business. What I love about all of Brandon's books is that he gives practical tools to help you raise your self-esteem no matter where you currently are on the scale. In this book, he gives a set of sentence completion exercises to be practiced over 21 weeks. I promise, if you spend 10 minutes a day on these exercises, you'll become healthier. You can hear more about self-esteem and Brandon's books in the podcast, The Look and Sound of Self-Esteem, which was first posted in October 2010. The second book I recommend in the self-presentation and self-confidence category has this catchy title. Brag, The Art of Tooting Your Own Horn Without Blowing It. It was written by Peggy Klaus. If you have the belief that the way to get ahead is to put your nose to the grindstone, crank out excellent work, and stay under the radar, then it's completely possible you're still checking under your pillow for presents from the tooth fairy. The truth is that people get ahead many, many ways, but flying under the radar is rarely one of them. On the other hand, I do realize that many people have a genuine aversion to talking about themselves. What I say to those people is, get over it. And Peggy Klaus's easy, friendly, practical book can help. It's got great tips and great homework. I highly recommend it. Okay, let me go to category number two, self-awareness and relationships there are many 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 books that I give out to my clients in this category here are my top two. first and foremost crucial conversations tools for talking when stakes are high the lead author is Carrie Patterson crucial conversations is a brilliant set of tools for managing yourself in conversations that feel emotional the skills laid out in this book are vitally important if you want to get beyond reacting and move towards authentic communication. This book has become the one that I give out to clients more than any other. But I don't want you to get the idea that it's heavy and serious and weighty. It's important, yes, but it's written in a very friendly, very accessible style. Adopting any of the skills in this book will transform relationships in all the areas of your life. The second book I want to mention in this category is The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. If you lead people, this book should be required reading. Once again, it's told in a very friendly, accessible way. In fact, most of the book is told like a business fable. The model only comes in at the end. But the model is powerful and practical and transformative. I urge you to read this book and then give it to everyone on your team. Have everyone take the assessment in there and see what you can do to improve your numbers in each of the five dysfunctions. This will make a difference, even if your team is already fairly high-performing. Before I leave this category, I want to briefly mention two other titles that should be on your shelf. First, The Trusted Advisor. David Meister is the lead author. This is my second most distributed book. Maester and his co-authors show how trust can be built through observable behaviors. If you demonstrate even half of what's described in there, your career will soar. The second title, Leadership and Self-Deception by the Arbinger Institute. This book illustrates how, despite our best intentions, we all live in self-deception. It also shows how to get out of the box— it's a profound set of ideas told in a simple welcoming way. If you heard the podcast of the same name, Leadership and Self-Deception, posted back in December of 2009, you heard me reference this book. Okay. Category number 3, Presentations and Impact. The first book I'll mention in this category is Winning em Over by Jay Conger. For decades, Conger has been a thought leader in the areas of influence and leadership. This book, while not his latest, talks about ways to create influence that exemplify the look and sound of leadership. If you're wanting to be more influential in the workplace, this book will give you a vision for what you can do more of and less of. The second book I'll mention in this area is Made to Stick by the brothers Chip and Dan Heath. (laughs) What I love about this book is that they use all sorts of studies and data to show why the use of data doesn't actually make ideas stick in people's minds. If you're a leader who needs to set vision or motivate or compel people, and that should be pretty much anyone who has even one direct report, the skills in this book are indispensable. These behaviors will move you from ho-hum to memorable. Okay, those are a couple titles from each of my three categories of books. If you'd like to see the full list of titles, you can check out the coaching tip called Reading Resources on our website. Or send me an email and ask for the Reading Resources PDF. I'd be happy to send it along. I'll tell you how to be in contact with me in a minute, but first I want to tell you about three online resources. The first astonishing resource is iTunes U. When you're in the iTunes store, there are small buttons along the top of the window that say things like music, movies, apps. Well, one of them says iTunes U. If you haven't poked around in there, do yourself a favor and take a look. Hundreds of colleges and universities now post free coursework online through iTunes U. Sometimes it's just a unique visiting lecturer, but sometimes it's an entire semester of material. What interests you? Would you like to hear 35 podcasts from the Entrepreneurial Institute at Yale? Or 20 lectures from a course called The Literature of Crisis at Stanford? Or 35 lectures on multivariable calculus at MIT? Whatever you're curious about, you can probably find something about it at iTunes U. And it's all free. What a gift. Another wonderful gift for curious people are TED Talks. At TED.com or YouTube, Hundreds and hundreds of thought leaders give 20-minute talks on their area of expertise. Jay Conger, whose book I mentioned earlier, has a wonderful talk about leadership. Sir Ken Robinson has a very funny and compelling talk about creativity and childhood education. And one of my favorites is Jill Bolte-Taylor talking about her stroke of insight. Don't miss it. If you'd like to be stimulated, give yourself the gift of TED. Finally, I'd like to recommend The Moth podcast. The Moth is a live storytelling event held monthly at many venues around the country. They feature true stories told in front of a live audience without notes. Storytelling is a crucial part of leadership, but frankly, many leaders are woefully awkward at it. Listening to the 15-minute Moth podcasts over a period of time illustrates what a broad canvas storytelling can be. Now, certainly, some of the storytellers at The Moth are pros. But many of them are just plain folks whose stories are riveting and compelling, funny and touching. Most of all, they're human. You can subscribe to the podcast for free at themoth.com. If you have a favorite resource or referral, I would love to know about it. You can be in touch with me by going to the Essential Communications website, essentialcom.com. That's essentialcom with two M's.com. On every page of the site is a button marked contact us. Click there and send me an email with your favorite resource. If you'd like to hear any of the podcasts I've referred to in this podcast, go to our website and click the navigation button marked coaching tips. That will take you to an archive of all our podcasts where you can search by categories that interest you from the archive. You can also download PDFs of every tip to save for yourself or forward to others. Our podcasts are also available through iTunes. Just search for The Look and Sound of Leadership. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.